Shabbos Daf Lamed Dalid. Due to Erev Pesach and Pesach Chalamayid, we're falling slightly behind on the 8-minute Daf. We're doing everything we can in order to record and edit. Today, Bezer Hashem, we're going to do Daf Lamed Dalid, and hopefully Daf Lamed Ches, and the same thing for tomorrow, we'll try to do two Daf. The Gemara tells us that when Yaakov Avinu came to Shechem, the Torah says he was Shalim, meaning he was healed from his limp, even though he spent a lot of money, extravagant amount, on a gift for Esau, he didn't have any monetary loss. And even though he's traveling, he didn't forget any of this Torah. He said, let me give back to the community. And he created a new coin for Shechem. Rav Shimbaychai as well, when he came out of the cave, he wanted to give back to the community. And he found out there was a certain path that they had a suffix, whether there were bodies buried there, and Kohanim wouldn't walk on that path. And it caused him a lot of aggravation to go all the way around. There was a, an older person who told him that back in the day, Ben Zakai took Turmusim, a certain type of bean, and he made, he, he cut them, even though they were truma, even though Ben Zakai was a Kayan, he wasn't concerned about the Tumah there. In other words, that place was not a cemetery. And therefore, halachically, he could exhume bodies. Rav Shimon although he never exhumed the bodies, but he did the same thing. He imitated that act, he took Tumusin, and he spread them around. And by nace, the bodies would rise up and soften the dirt. And anywhere the dirt was soft, he marked it off as a place where a Kayan can't walk. Anywhere where the dirt remained hard was a place a Kayan could walk. That Saba, that older person that told him about Ben Zakai, made fun of Rav Shem He said, Rav Shem was Matar, a Besakfaris, a graveyard. Rav Shem took offense. He said, how could you talk to me like that? Even a Zaina treats her friend with respect, she'll do her here, even though they're in competition. A Tamad Chacham should certainly treat another Tamad Chacham with respect. He looked at him, and he killed him. And then he saw Yudim and Gerim, the one who caused the whole story, which caused him to go into a cave. According to Rashi Taisus, he's a Tamad Chacham. He looked at him, and he turned into a pile of bones. The mission says that Erev Shabbos, a person should walk into his house and ask his family, did you take Meiser? And the Gemara says he must say it, B'nichusay, he should say calmly. If you want people to listen, you don't yell and you don't dictate. You talk calmly, or Shesha says this is common sense. The other thing the mission says, you, he asks them, did you make an Erev Techumim? That is, you place a meal somewhere, and from that place, it's as if you're kind of Shvisa, as if you are dwelling there on Shabbos, and you're allowed to walk from that spot on another 2,000 Amoks. According to one Shita, Erev Tchum is the Raisa. Even if you don't hold Erev Tchum is the Raisa, at least it has a Smachta in the Torah, there's a Mekarfer in the Torah. And finally he asks them, he tells them, Hadliku is on there, light the Shabbos candles for Shalom Bayis. Benash Moshois, which the Gemara is going to describe what it is exactly, time we don't know if it's day or night, it could be day and night, it could be the day before, it could be Friday, it could be Shabbos. Therefore, you don't remove miser from the fruit that is a certain tevel fruit that you must take miser Because you are fixing the fruit. You also can't remove tumah from a kli by immersing it in the mikvah. And you certainly shouldn't light a candle, because if it's already Shabbos, you're over Isidar Isa. However, you're allowed to take miser from demai. That's fruit that you buy from an amaret, that it's only a chumram, there are butter that you have to take another time Meiser. And you're allowed to do Eruv Chatseris, which is not in the Torah. Eruv Chatseris were two people, let's say, share a common yard, so they they participate in a meal, and it's as if they both own that yard together, and they could carry their own Shabbos. And you could bury and hide a hot dish. It's not considered Mavashal. The Gemara says that the same person, a person does two acts, and we treat Ben Hashemoshes as two different days. How? For instance, a person makes an Erev for his friend. Now, an Erev must be done before Shabbos. 
and it must be during Shabbos as well. It has to be at least a moment into Shabbos. He made the Erev on Friday, and during Ben Hashemosh, Sadok came and ate the Erev. No more Erev. We say the Erev lasted into Shabbos because Ben Hashemosh is considered Shabbos. On the flip side, that same person made an Erev, he started it on Ben Hashemosh, but the Erev must be on Friday. So we say, no, Ben Hashemosh is considered Friday. And it goes into nighttime, and then a dog ate it. So here we say Ben Hashemosh is Friday, and Ben Hashemosh is Shabbos. Which one is it? We say it's both. Ben Hashemosh is a Suffolk. And since this is Erev the Rabbanon, we say this is okay. Rabbi says, you cannot bury your pot with material that doesn't add any heat on Shabbos. Because you might find that your pot is not hot enough, you might light the fire. But Ben Hashemosh is okay. Like the Mishnah says, Taimnim, you're allowed to do so in Ben Hashemosh's, because Ben Hashemosh's, usually, people have really hot pots going into Shabbos. Now, on Friday, it's also to hide something with a material that adds heat to it. We're concerned that you might use ashes that have coals, and you might come to stoke the coals. Now, as we said before, Ben Hashemosh's is Suffolk day, Suffolk night, Suffolk two days. The Gemara says in the Shita of Rabbi Huda, two Shitas. According to everybody, if the horizon is dark and the top of the sky is dark, that's 100% night. If the top of the horizon is red and the bottom is dark, according to everybody, that's Bein Hashemoshes. But if the horizon is red and the top is red, that's where the Machlaikas is. That time to be completely red and then to go to the bottom horizon dark and only the top red, that's a difference of one and a half minutes. Pal Gadadanka. That's the whole Machlaikas. Rabbi Nechemia says that Ben Hashemoshes lasts from Shkia until it takes a person to walk a half a mil, which is approximately nine minutes. Rabbi Yossi says Ben Hashemoshes is terrifying like the blink of an eye and nobody knows when that exactly occurs. Now, when it comes to a Zav, a Zav is someone who sees an emission. It's not Keri, it's a special emission called Ziva. It comes from a disease. If he sees one emission, he has Allah of about Keri, he goes to the Mikveh that day, becomes Tar at night. If he sees two emissions, he becomes a Zav. He has to wait seven days of Tahara, not seeing any emissions. If he sees three emissions, he becomes a Zav that has to bring a carbon. Now the three emissions by a Zav could happen on the same day, as long as there's a break between the emissions, or in consecutive days. But if there's a day in between with no emission, then the three emissions don't combine to make him a Zav that requires a carbon. Says the Gemara, very interesting. What happens to a Zav who sees one emission, Bein Sunday night. And then he sees another emission, Monday night Bein Well, it's possible that Bein is only Sunday, and Bein is Tuesday. Therefore, he's not a real Zav that saw three consecutive Riyas, because the middle day he didn't see a Riyah. It's also possible that Bein is both Sunday and Monday, and the second Bein is Monday and Tuesday. And therefore it is consecutive, and therefore he has to bring a carbon. Therefore, this person has to be machmer and bring a carbon and he's tameh and he should wait seven days. The same would take effect if a person only saw one riyah, Ben Hashemoshes, perhaps he saw that one riyah which lasted from Sunday into Monday and he's also a zav, he doesn't have to bring a carbon, but he's a zav that has to wait seven days. Have a wonderful day.